everybody, this is Daniel Patrick, and this is episode number 97 of the Mandolins of Beer podcast, brought to you in part by my favorite website, the Mandolin Cafe. How is everybody doing? If you uh, saw my Facebook or Instagram, but I definitely had some computer problems here uh, the end of this last week here, trying to do my casual Friday episode number one. I had to cancel my guest at the last minute because my computer completely died. <sighs> No, no stress, no stress all over it. Brand new computer here now. And uh, once I got over reloading everything back on there, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm up and running and it's it feels pretty good. Uh, thank goodness I had pretty much everything backed up and keep everything on an external hard drive. So that was a huge saving thing. But oh, my gosh, I'm going to I'm going to smash that other computer, the old Dell there. I'm just staring at it right now. <laughs> anyway, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you this week. There's a brand new podcast out there called Mandolin Secrets Live by uh, Magnus Sutterland and uh, Hayes Griffin. It's fantastic. Both those guys have been on my list here. I got a big master list of people to talk to. They're both on there. I'm like, well, hey, this will be great to knock out two birds with one stone. Um, so first off, go check them out. They both have some new releases, Midwestern Swing by Hayes Griffin, which is just a killer album. And um, as you'll hear from Magnus here, he's got some singles that are coming out and there's a process that he's got going about them. So be sure to check both of those out there and check out their stuff online. Um, and this is a good tie in for for the uh, for the promotions this week. Um, Magnus uses straight up strings, but he's not an endorser. He buys them himself. I don't think there's any better endorsement. And straight up strings, Roger Simonoff, they are killer. Straightupstrings.com. You can go to there. There's a whole science behind this set of strings dealing with the tension and how they apply to the mandolin. And it's it's amazing. And if you go to the website, there's a killer description of, of of why these strings have been made and when you look at the science behind it it makes total sense so check them out and if you buy a six pack of strings you actually save just about 10 bucks and they're all in stock which is very important right now because a lot of the string companies are running out of their strings currently so straight up strings thank you for sponsoring this episode also want to thank Peghead Nation, Peghead Nation streaming video courses and mandolin, guitar, banjo, fiddle, dobro, ukulele, and bass. You'll learn bluegrass, old time, and other styles from some of the most talented players and instructors in Roots Music. They have the best mandolin lineup you can find. You got Sharon Gilchrist, Joe K. Walsh, Mike Compton, John Reichman, Aaron Weinstein, Marla Fibus, Chad Manning. Everything from beginner intermediate all the way up to that crazy complicated stuff that Aaron Weinstein does and he makes it look so easy he teaches you how to do it go to pegheadnation.com and the best part is join any of their courses now and get your first month for free just go to pegheadnation.com and use the promo code mandolinbeer at checkout that's all one word Northfield Mandolins, let's build more than a mandolin together. Check out their website at northfieldmandolins.com or download their app at mandosummit.app for lots of special performance recordings, demonstrations, and workshops. Also, their Instagram is killer, so check their Instagram out. And Ellis Mandolins, handcrafted mandolins designed and built in Austin, Texas. All right, let's get into the episode, everybody. Um, thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to subscribe wherever you are. And uh, let's get into the episode here with Magnus and Hayes. It's a good one. Cheers, everybody. All right, now it's my absolute pleasure. This is, and this is a first uh, via via a phone and, and two different countries. Um, I'm, I'm happy to welcome Hayes Griffin and Magnus Setterland to the Mandolins of Beer podcast. Welcome, fellas. Thanks so much for having us. Thanks. It's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. This is uh, this is exciting. Um, we've been talking a bit, and it, it, technology is amazing. I mean, yeah, Magnus is you're in uh, Sweden, right? Is it Sweden? I, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yes. And what time yeah, is it? Sweden. What time is it there for your local time? Uh, it's four thirty almost now. So in the late afternoon, I've been having a nice day here actually visiting the beach a little bit oh nice Ooh. what's the mm -hmm. uh, what's the temperature there right now well um celsius it would be something like 25 degrees okay i don't know though that would yeah yeah i don't know hey do you know someone can you somewhat, do some list yes <laughs> a that's about, it's a, i think that's like 75 degrees fahrenheit yeah. roughly that's nice beach weather something like that yeah, yeah that's yeah, kind of what i was thinking is. 
Well, first off, congratulations. You guys have a brand new podcast out called Mandolin Secrets Live that's that's on all the platforms. And I'm super excited to have some uh, some some friends in the mandolin, mandolin community and another podcast out there. This is this is awesome, man. There can't yeah. be enough mandolin stuff. So I'm really excited to talk to you all about this. Thank you. Uh, we're yeah, also very happy about it. I bet. Yeah, well, I was going to say we've been super excited to get this one out into the world. Um, Magnus and I can never find enough time to just talk about mandolins together. So we figured we should just carve out some time and make a podcast for it. Right. You know? Yeah, ab yes. <laughs> absolutely. Now, first off, before we talk about the podcast and, and how everything's working, um, I try to get everybody, if they're not familiar, familiar with you and Magnus, I've been familiar with you. You've had a pretty, pretty big online presence with the mandolin secrets for yeah. a few years, I would say. Yeah, I'm in in August. I can almost say it's four years. Wow! So, and and basically, that's where I, when I started my YouTube channel. That's yeah. that's so cool, man! And um, mm -hmm. your content's so well produced too. You know, you bet's one of the things Thank that's you. been really uh impressive right from the get go with with your stuff is the the professionalism of it and the uh you know the great explanations and the great quality and what what mm -hmm. drove you what drove you to want to start that i up? mean i mean I, I already from the start i had an ambition to kind of uh, make high quality content and uh, so i i also yeah as you say also from the beginning i was like really paying attention to everything from the sound quality to the lights to the video and all that and um uh, yeah, I, I guess I just wanted to, wanted it to look and sound good. I guess. Well, it does. <laughs> You've mission accomplished. Thanks. And um, thanks. And then Hayes, also you um, for a while there were doing a really cool uh, Tiny More Tuesdays thing, which Tiny More doesn't get enough recognition in in, Not in at my all. book. And um, I think anybody who would stumble across your videos would want to dig more into Tiny More. Anyway, but you do a great job of that uh, of that style of playing. And how long had you been doing those? There's a there's a bit of a pause in the uh, Tiny More Tuesdays, but yeah, there the Tiny More Tuesday. It's not. Uh, I will say I've not been as great as a lot of my fellow YouTubers like Magnus with that um, in releasing consistent weekly content. Um, I've been doing Tiny More Tuesday since I moved to Michigan. Actually, about 2016 is when I started doing that. Um, I really got into the mandolin at that point in time and I had been playing for a while, but tiny was really the guy that, that kind of put me over the edge. Uh, he inspired me to build like a, uh, electric mandolin with my best friend. So I really dove into that kind of five string, uh, five single string electric mandolin style and started putting some videos out. Um, so yeah, I, I guess I've probably, I, I was looking at my YouTube channel the other day. I've got about 40 so or so, tiny more Tuesdays that are out now, just like transcriptions of his playing and little licks and things like that, that I thought people would like. And, and, you know, tell me if I'm wrong, Magnus, but I think that was actually one of the things that kind of maybe what I want to say tripped your radar and helped yeah, us kind of sure. work together, I mean, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I really loved, I, I still love that content. <laughs> and, uh, and I mean, Maybe we can also explain, you and me, Hayes, we know each other from, it's like seven years ago, we met when you were touring in Sweden. Exactly. And we, so you've been on my radar since then, basically. But um, I've really been following closely your YouTube videos and all that. And I think it's, yeah, just fantastic content. And it's, it's yeah, you're right. That's one of the main reasons why I reached out to you here half a year ago. Yeah. So I guess it was kind of like during the, the COVID portion of Tiny More Tuesday, <laughs> you know, when, <laughs> when I was making a lot of those videos, because we were all, I mean, I'm sure the same goes for you, right, Dan? Like when, once the pandemic hit, it's like, well, I've got this podcast or I've got this YouTube channel. Like, I guess I'm going to throw everything into it and try and keep myself sane, you know? Um, yeah, yeah, that was it, the only was thing that kept me that. sane for uh, for a little bit. It felt like, <laughs> you know, yeah, I totally relate. Man. <laughs> mm -hmm. 
And here during the course of our conversation, I lost internet, but we connected right back up and we take it from here. So now what I was, uh, I don't know where I lost you guys at, but one of the things I was going to say is I, I always ask um, how you guys got into mandolin. I'd love to start with Magnus because I, uh, you know, being in Sweden, I'm not really sure of like, was, is it bluegrass? Is it, is, ma- is mandolin popular there mm-hmm. as a, as an instrument kind of like, you know, in Italy or something like that. So, uh, uh, so how did you find mandolin and how did you start playing mandolin? Actually, I, I would say it's almost like by coincidence. So I, I actually prefer to see it that the mandolin kind of found me <laughs> than the way, <laughs> other way around. Nice. And, uh, it, 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 yeah, and it was actually, this is goes back to 1999. I, I was 19 years back then. And I, I was playing guitar and had been playing for yeah, a number of years. And at that, that time I was starting to doing concerts basically. And, and I was, I wanted this guitar with a, like an built-in mic to it. So, and I, I found that one, something similar to, I guess, Craigslist or something like that, right? <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> and, and, and I, so I went to this guy to, to buy this guitar from him and he, he showed me his, I'm, I'm selling this guitar because I'm buying an, an uh, Irish bazooki, he said. Oh, wow. Irish bazooki, what, what, what is that? And well, I got one here and he brought it up, started playing it to me. And I, I, I fell in love. I was like mesmerized by the music, by his playing and all that. So I, I left this and he said, well, it's kind of like a big mandolin. He explained it sort of. So I, I left him, I bought the guitar from him, but I wanted to play that other instrument that he was doing, <laughs> playing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then just like a week later, uh, also in the newspaper, in the local newspaper, they said uh, there was an old uh, old woman widow selling a mandolin for like thirty dollars or equal to that. And I was like, this guy said it was kind of similar, like a mandolin. I need that, so I I went there and bought this mandolin from her, and I I knew almost nothing about the instrument, and from there. I just started to, I went, yeah, first, next day, I went to my local music store to say, do you got it like any, uh, this was an instrument store, so do you got like uh, tutorials, do you got any books for this uh, instrument, mandolin? And they got, they had a copy of of Andy Statman's Teach Yourself How to Play Bluegrass Mandolin. Wow, perfect. (laughs) Yeah, I bought it. And since from that day, I mean, this has been dictating my whole life, basically. That's amazing, man. Mm. So, um, so then did you just kind of get like into a bluegrass mandolin because of that book? Or did you, were you finding other styles of music? I, I'm, I mean, I've started to like discover bluegrass music and learning tunes from this book and also celtic music with a lot of mandolin playing and i also but i also found out well if this is if there has to be like mandolin in swedish folk music i thought since it's and i was uh, and I, I i didn't know that much about swedish folk music uh, then so i also started to like investigating that part and uh, my sister had been into swedish folk music for many years and uh, borrowed all her records and but i couldn't find a mandolin on a single one of the, the <laughs> tracks and and it turned out that the, that the mandolin was it, it it existed but like almost none mandolin in swedish folk music but um, but it, it turned out of course it suits also to play swedish folk it's just it's not, it hasn't been around, sort of. Yeah, you'll have to, uh, you'll have to introduce it into Swedish folk music and uh, put out an album of Swedish folk music tunes playing mandolin as the exclusive instrument. Yeah, I mean, uh, so, yeah, that, 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 that's my life journey, isn't it? Yeah, man. I'd buy that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And how, yeah. about, how about you, Hayes? How did you get into mandolin? 
solidly bluegrass. I'm the stereotypical uh, kind of what I want to say American dude in, <laughs> in that way. Um, I, I've, I was a bluegrass guitar player forever, and that's what I like studied in college and, um, you know, kind of started playing bluegrass when I was like, what about 13 with a local band my best friend played the mandolin and i played the guitar so we would always kind of trade instruments every now and again and learn a tune on each other's instrument i think the first tune i ever did was the girl i left behind me on the mandolin it's not a standard right but no but great tune we chose um but yeah i kind of messed around with the mandolin from the time i was like you know 13 to 22 you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and and i would and i would solidly call it just like a hobby instrument um during that period but i was studying guitar like i said and then when i got into i graduated undergrad and was going to graduate school at the New England Conservatory in Boston. And a bunch of my friends out there were into jazz and I was just getting into Western swing. And like I said, a little while ago, Tiny Moore, once I first heard his mandolin playing, first I had to have the realization like everyone else that, oh my God, that's not an electric guitar. That's an electric mandolin being played on there. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So as soon as I figured that out, I was like, I have to have one of these things. So me and my best friend, like I mentioned, Jacob Hawkins, he studied with Don McRosty um, of Red Diamond Mandolins and is a really talented luthier. Uh, so we drew up, we, we took a Telecaster, a Fender Telecaster and shrunk the, the plans down and then cut a, a miniature five string mandolin out on his CNC machine. And then kind of like Magnus said, it's been the guiding thing uh, in my life ever since I, uh, I would definitely consider myself a mandolin player now more than a guitar player but uh, even though i still do both but that's a, that's how i came to it that's awesome and it is a travesty that that tiny more album isn't available like oh to purchase anywhere it's you're it, totally right man i wonder because like it was on kaleidoscope records you right. know initially and i know that that grisman owns the rights to uh back to back and i wonder if he owns tiny more music it's like come on dog we the world needs that tiny more album absolutely (laughs) now it's available you can find the whole thing on youtube to listen to but it's not the same i mean it's yeah no i've i've got a vinyl copy of it and that thing's magical i i only play it every so often just so i don't wear it out you know (laughs) right yeah absolutely Man, so um, so we kind of have a back a little bit of the backstory. So let's talk a little bit about the uh, yeah. the podcast right here and and mm-hmm. you know how it started for you guys and and what you're looking forward to doing with it. Yeah, I could say the idea of the podcast is because um, I mentioned this uh, a little while ago that that. In in late 2019, I kind of took the YouTube channel and my online presence to the next level, starting my membership that is called Mandolin Secrets Academy, basically a platform for learning mandolin and connecting with other players from all over the world. And so, and, and I would say the podcast is a way for us to serve our community in a little bit of a new way because what we're doing on a regular basis, both me and Hayes, is putting out content, 
presenting new videos, doing workshops, new lessons, uh, all that kind of stuff. But with the podcast, it's more, it's kind of like this. In the lessons that we put out, we show how to do something. It's, it's more like a how-to kind of thing. But, uh, and the, the, pod, the podcast is more like we have a chance to actually talk about why we are creating this content. What made us, what influence did we get to, to do this? And uh, so it's a little bit, it's a chance for us to give a little bit deeper kind of vibe to all the content and to serve the community in a better way, I guess. Yeah, and keep uh, both ourselves and the rest of the community inspired to just keep playing the mandolin. Um, mm, yeah. I think one of the things that Magnus and I have definitely, you know, we're only five episodes in at this point, but one of the things that we try to touch on regularly is the um, the struggle of playing the mandolin and and things that you can do in your your life, your personal life and your practice and all that kind of stuff to stay inspired and to, to keep yeah. being in the work and doing all of those kinds of things. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So that's, that's, yeah, that's really, and we really pick this up listening to our community because a lot of them can even feel overwhelmed about, <laughs> about learning this instrument. And, uh, and also from like overwhelmed by the fact that there is so many like content creators <laughs> as we are, like putting out new lessons and uh, of course they're watching this and they are getting the impression I need to learn this I want to learn that and all that but uh, uh, so the idea with the podcast is kind of hopefully help people with as Hayes is pointing out staying inspired and also maybe uh, well not putting out too much new things like uh this is something you have to learn. This is something you have to master. More like finding the joy of playing music and getting into good habits, maybe being inspired to pick up the mandolin, even if it's only for 10 minutes and things like that. So Absolutely. Yeah. So it's... Uh, and we also, inside our community... We are also like regularly checking in with them, asking questions. And uh, so in the podcast, we also have a chance to actually go deeper into these discussions that, you know, that, that, that the questions that we put to the community, but also questions coming from the community. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It looked like you had some like like some like viewer mail or, you know, like. Questions to kind of dig into and and, and discuss exactly. yeah. deeper, which I thought was really exactly. cool. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, and I put out a question of the week every every week. Sorry, Magnus. Um, that that um, they kind of, you know, some of them get more responses than others. But on on our Facebook group and inside the community, like Magnus is talking about, we kind of have our own Facebook style community for the monthly subscribers. Um, inside of that community, we ask a question every week and we'll get total, you know, between a hundred and 200 responses sometimes on these questions. So it's, it's cool to see what people are thinking about in the community and give them a, a voice in the podcast as well. Yeah. That's cool, yeah. man. Yeah. And, and, and there, that's like an, a thing that we haven't tried yet, but I also want to bring in people from the community as a, like a guest appearing in the, in the this because here's the thing the podcast is also like a live show we're doing this as a live stream inside our facebook group so some people come to attend watching and listening to it live and some people catch up on the podcast but the my point here was we're going to also bring in people from the community i mean i love your what you're doing daniel and oh, in thanks. this <laughs> yeah yeah i mean and having the conversation like with place and the the my idea for our podcast is also bringing it hasn't doesn't have to be the pros sort of also give a voice to, to the more like the the amateur the hobby musicians to but basically 
kind of like the similar questions that, that, that you have a chance to ask the heroes, right? Like, how did you get started? And what inspires you and all that? Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and for like I would imagine for somebody in like your community that be uh, to be asked to do something like that would be pretty like a pretty big honor, you know. Yes, I think so. I definitely, yeah, and I would think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so uh, it's it's that's something that that we will try here in the near future. We haven't done it yet. Now we're just trying to like get the, into the routines of doing this regularly and getting a workflow that works and uh, getting, I mean, in Sweden, we would put it like getting warm in the clothes. Like that? <laughs> that saying makes so much sense coming from Sweden. I just want to say that, you know, but, uh, I love that. <laughs> having been to Sweden in November, I know exactly oh, what they yeah. mean by that. One. <laughs> but uh, what, what kind of expression would you use? Oh, yeah, that's a, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, feeling well, comfortable I, in your skin or anything like probably, that. Probably, you know? yeah, that, that, uh, that's probably what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'd, love, I'd, I'd love to pick your brains a little bit about like mm-hmm. each of your processes then as far as like, so when you're like, when you're putting this content out to me, it's very similar to, um, I would think to like working out a version of a song, you know, like if I'm, I'm currently working on like Lime Rock and, you know, there's a million versions and I, you know, making my way through putting a version together. But for you guys, I'd like to ask you each, I'll go start with you. Hayes is like, so you're sitting down to work out on something. What's kind of your process you use to stay focused and and motivated? Oh yeah, that's, that's a really great question. Um, a lot of my stuff, I'll say that a lot of my, the, a lot of the practices that keep me motivated to come back to the mandolin are extra musical in, in the sense that they are outside of the realm of music. So the things that I do that kind of help me most when I'm like uh, talking about the process of just staying involved with mandolin playing would be more like exercising five times a week and meditating. Oh, wow. Oh, that's Um, awesome. Yeah. Magnus and I have talked a lot about like, I think one of the things that we share in common and I'll let him explain this is like a focus on mindfulness practices. I know that's kind of like the, the in vogue, you know, thing right now, but, but I think there, there's a lot of merit to it in terms of just practicing things in your daily life that, that keep your um, mind sharp enough to where you can maintain focus on something to, you know, essentially to combat the, what I consider to be like the kind of social media distraction phenomenon that we're like seeing mm-hmm. everywhere, you know, like electronics distractions. Um, I have to really work to kind of um, sharpen my mind to where I can even focus on the craft that I've been doing for 20 years. Isn't that crazy? It is um, crazy, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but I'll, I'll say that those, those two things, mm-hmm. exercise and meditation are definitely two of the things that I use uh, outside of the realm of music. But then mm. inside of music, like when it comes to sitting down and the things that keep me motivated and inspired, it's the it's the stuff, you know, it's it's ironic that I say this stuff now, but it's all the stuff that my teachers told me to do when I was younger growing <laughs> up. Like <laughs> keep 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 a practice journal, you know what I mean? And 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 I was like, well, that's dumb. Keep a practice journal. I know what I need to practice. The point of it is not for you in that moment to look at the practice journal, like when you're sitting down to to practice, it's so you can look back and see the progress that you've made over the last six months because you made an entry Mm. every day. You know what I mean? Um, those kinds of things are what keep me motivated and, and setting long-term goals, you know, making a five-year plan. Like what do I want to be able to do on the mandolin in five years? And, and what's the path to get there? Um, what do I need to be doing every day, every week, every month in the meantime, in order to achieve that goal? So really just kind of like um, focusing on on like setting up the path, charting mm. the course. You know what mm. I mean? That's that's what I do to stay kind of inspired and, and yeah. in it. 
That's an ins- um, that's a, that that was just an inspiring speech right there. <laughs> uh, thanks, man. Well, I would I imagine it works. The, <laughs> well, the the knowledge was gained from people much more motivated and smarter than I am. That's the only thing I'll say about that. Yeah, well, as it usually is, though, and that's a very interesting thing because a lot of times, like you said, like. Um, Speaking of like, say, teachers, when you're young and you just kind of you're like, I'm not going to listen to them. And then as you get older, you kind of realize, oh, these people are smarter and wiser and I can learn stuff from them. (laughs) Why didn't I do that maybe maybe he, (laughs) Yeah, maybe he got that good because he did all that stuff that he told me to do. (laughs) I want to touch real quick on the practice journal because that's a question I get um, every now and again. I'll get emails from listeners of like, how do you retain um, fiddle tunes like you know or can you ask players and from one of the things is for me is is as I learn them is putting them in a specific journal and then referencing that journal like once a week and just kind of putting that in my um warm up like each like Monday I'll look back and I'll usually start at the top of the list again and be like oh, I should probably just run through you know whatever um bile them cabbage down <laughs> you know what I mean yeah. and, and mm-hmm. just run through it real quick it take, yeah. you know it, what's it take like a minute and a half to run through an A and a B part to try and just jog your memory and it's yeah, a good it's, warm it's up not that big of a deal right but yeah. you know it took me you know, I, however many years to actually get to the point of like, oh, you know, maybe if I wrote all these down, I'd remember I learned them. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, I'm also, I'm also, I like that, Daniel, I'm also a fan of doing lists like that. And I, I guess it relates to what Hayes just said, so that we actually have something to refer to. We can actually look at the list and get our memory back. And also, I, I guess... Some, something that I heard is that I think is also true. To know a song very well, we have to forget it a couple of times in, before <laughs> we can. <laughs> yeah. It's like that, right? We have to. Come That's back. so true. I mean, at least if, if my own educational journey is any proof uh, of that statement, right? <laughs> I, I definitely <laughs> feel that way. <laughs> yeah. And, and some great advice. Uh, one of the, just recently, somebody had a. I think it was Josh Rilko who I just had on and he had a really great piece of advice where it's like, if you're going to learn, if you want to learn a fiddle tune, it's best not to find the most difficult version on YouTube to start with, you know, find a bare bones version. If you're going to learn, like if you try to learn St. Anne's real and you pull up, there's a version of Thiele playing it. That's phenomenal. But if you, I mean, that's a great end goal, but boy, if you start there Mm -hmm. to try to pick up a really beautiful basic song of as St. Anne's real, you're you, you might be easily deterred. <laughs> and, for sure. You know. I, I mean, for me, that's one of the things that attracted me to Magnus's channel initially, once he started doing YouTube lessons, like before he and I started collaborating, there's, you know, to this day, like I'll brag on Magnus all day long, man. Um, he, he knows his audience, you know what I mean? And, and we, I guess, try to know our audience at Mandolin Secrets. Yeah. When when you're learning a fiddle tune or when we're presenting a fiddle tune, I always try, and I know Magnus does too, to give a very basic, uh, and he's going to love that I said this, skeleton melody version <laughs> of the tune. And then yeah. we can build upon that, like either add an intermediate version afterwards or some licks that you can plug in various places. But I think Josh Rilko is totally right there. It's It's Mm-hmm. It can be detrimental to your motivation as a mandolin player in general to to bite off more you can than you can chew that way. Um, yeah, yeah. Because I I th- I, th- I, th- I think it's so true. You're both touching upon that, but like finding like the, the basic version. It's as as Daniel pointed out. It's easier to remember that way, and as you say, hey, it's it's also easier to make that version your own because then mm-hmm. we can like add variations to it we can improvise more freely on it so i also love that and at the same time of course we want to also check out the chris Thiele video <laughs> see what he made out of this <laughs> simple tone but but it, but it's it's like and again it, it, that is like digesting the content right learning a, a, this tune at so many different levels and that's uh yeah, but that's how we the, you master that style, I guess. Agreed. And sometimes it's that's the great motivator is finding someone like Thiele or or Jake Jolliffe or whoever whoever it is that's mm-hmm. that's a great player, you know, and finding a version that mm-hmm. inspires you to want to learn that song, 
And then, you know, not just not being afraid to go back and be like, okay, I'm not going to be able to play brilliancy like Sam Bush does right away. Maybe, you know, (laughs) I'm going to have to go back Mm -hmm. and and break it down and then work towards getting there. I think that's kind of part of what we are even talking about trying to accomplish in our new podcast. You know, it's like that example you just put out. It's like the Chris Thiele version is the five year plan. (laughs) Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. But 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 you have to come up with those discrete steps to get you there in that, in that mm. period of time, you have to be realistic with your expectations to know that the Chris Seeley version is not going to be the two month plan. It's going to be the five-year plan, you know, yeah. um, and, and kind of yeah. work mm. at it from that angle. Mm. Magnus, you seem very zen-like as well in your um, videos. You've always, you're always very calm and composed and very like welcoming. That's what I loved about your videos is like, so do you also practice like a mindfulness uh, sort of, sort of thing in your daily world? Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. And I think that's something we're sharing both me and Hayes. And um, so but I would say like my, that like kind of practice for me, it started in how many years that it's like 16 years ago when I started doing yoga and I started yoga because I had some problems with my cho- shoulders out of, uh, out of playing mostly guitar, but also mandolin. So, so I, I, I was kind of, forced to try all different kind of things to get rid of the pain and when i find uh, find yoga that that had a much way way bigger impact on me than fixing the shoulder that's awesome uh, yeah not but, awesome that you had shoulder but, uh, pain <laughs> awesome that you found yeah, awesome no, no, that you found yeah <laughs> but uh, hey daniel i'm also you saying i must also point out this is i i think <sighs> Because doing this, uh, presenting all the content in English, which is not my first language, is it has been very, very tricky for me. It's becoming more and more natural, but that also forces me to speak slow because I'm kind of thinking as I'm... So it's that might even fool you to feeling the (laughs) (laughs) mindful vibe there. Oh my gosh, that's that's hilarious. You remind me though... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Ace. No, no, I was gonna, I was just going to say, as you get better, Magnus, just don't speak any faster like us crazy Americans. You know what I mean? Keep, oh, it, no. <laughs> yeah. keep it low key. <laughs> right. Yeah. Do it first thing in the morning yeah. as you speed up. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Before coffee. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's funny. You, it reminds me a little bit of um, it, like I love Bob Ross. I'm not sure if you are familiar with Bob Ross. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a painter, you know, and you it, yeah. he's I have I'm, I'm looking at three Bob Ross figurines in my studio right now. Like I am a mm. fan of that. And you kind of get you. You're um. like a mandolin Bob Ross in a way of like you present this. You make me want to listen and you calm me down Uh-oh. and you make me want to work at something. Fantastic. I mean. Here's the funny thing. You're not the first person mentioning this to me. <laughs> All right. And cool. I, 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 had, I had no idea who this guy was. Because, I mean, Don Ross is not that big in Sweden. But, but uh, I had to check it up. And I, 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 I kind of laughed at it, you know. And then when I told Hayes about it, we laughed at it even again. And Hayes, and I didn't know he's such an, like an uh, icon. Oh, yeah. But yeah. There's a whole channel now. There's like a channel on my television, like wow. an app that's called Bob Ross TV. It's Bob Ross shows for 24 hours a day. And I'd be you'd be yep. I'd be embarrassed to tell you how often it's on my television. Oh, I'm not embarrassed at all. I am the biggest Bob Ross fan. Dan, like you and I just became good buddies. Awesome. Because Bob Ross. Well, I, I seriously like it's funny that we are having this conversation. You know, I totally agree that Magnus puts off a lot of those vibes. Um, and that's probably a lot of what attracted me to his channel initially and why I love working with him and all that kind of stuff. But I think if you actually go back and watch those Bob Ross things, there's a lot of the kind of, a lot of the kind of pedagogical methods or like learning methods that Magnus and I use, he totally uses, you know, he's very like, Mm -hmm. He's, mm. he's very slow and deliberate. 
He talks about yeah. the process. He talks about being kind to yourself on mistakes and like mindful of mm-hmm. things. It's it's like really deep yeah. stuff. And I love it. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. the happy little accidents, that's a great mandolin thing because sometimes you might find a whole new riff or a lick by screwing up playing something that you're trying to play. And you're like, oh, oh this is even cooler. Now I'm actually going to do this in <laughs> yeah. this song, you know, and it's those little accidents cool. that you got to you got to go for it. And um, so you know that, what I mean? Uh, <laughs> that, yeah, I, I love it. And that is something Don Ross is using in painting, you mean? like Yeah, he'll painting, literally say, he'll be like, nope, here's an accident. Don't That's great. Let's work it into the painting. Uh, yeah. 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 He's like, uh, yeah. no, the, uh, we don't have any accidents here, just uh, happy mistakes. Or, that's, or yeah. No mistakes, happy accidents. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, no mistakes, mistakes just happy accidents. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but I, I mean... Uh, we're laughing, but but I'm 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 really appreciating your pointing this out, even if we're not comparing it with Don Ross. But you said another thing, Daniel, there that I'm kind of um, hearing that you, that you're you're feeling inspired to to pick up the mandolin by watching my videos. And I, I tell you what, here's one thing that that I heard someone tell me, and that I, I'm kind of trying to live after this and I'm, I'm trying to produce all my videos also after this quote that people never rem- <laughs> they don't remember to what you say but they will remember how you make them feel yeah that's great that's so true that is so and that's so true <laughs> and that's actually one thing that i'm 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 and i know and especially doing like putting out youtube videos first of all there's people won't watch my 10 minute YouTube video. They will be distracted like after 90 seconds. So <laughs> the, the rest, but, but I, I'm hoping like that, that, that even if they were not there for the content, but hopefully they will, as you say, feel inspired to actually put out, bring out the mandolin sort of. And so, so I'm, I'm always like, trying to have that send that vibe to the viewer and that's actually something that that i'm 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 like keeping present all the time that's what i want to deliver if they learn the lick or not if they learn the song or not doesn't matter but i want them to feel happy about playing the instrument making music well you do that's the vibe i get from it and i can't imagine anybody not getting that vibe from it you know (laughs) you know that's that and and if they don't well then that's okay that that's not their learning style or that's not the no way they want to go you know and trust me there's definitely there's definitely plenty of uh people out there who you know as and i'm sure as you guys have all had um i mean you uh, our content creators. So I'm sure you've had your share of haters or distractors or people out there that try to, uh, yeah, you know, try to be like, Oh, you know, yes. And yeah, you yeah, just, yeah. just got to keep moving and forget those people. And this Jake, mm-hmm. Jake Jolliffe was, he's like, if you know, you're doing something right when people are hating on you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I actually, yeah. I, I said the same thing, Dan, I was like, uh, <laughs> the first time, I uploaded one of my videos to Mandolin Secrets that got a dislike. I was like, I've made it. I've made it. You know what I mean? I I took that as a, I took that as a good thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, and that's stuff like, Mm -hmm. and I would think anybody here listening to this podcast right now, um, I think if, if you're a musician, you, everybody here has got that little part. We, we don't want to admit that we do, but there's that little part of a fragile ego we have in there that we're our own worst enemies. And the minute somebody, says something it's very easy to be um dissuaded and be like oh i'll just forget it uh, you know yeah. and to be able to to maintain mm-hmm. and keep course and i think in in just everybody everybody's mandolin daily progress you just got to be like yeah. you know we're going to be our own worst critic but just keep going because you're yeah. all you always think you're worse than anyone else will ever think you know what i mean you're your sure. own worst enemy <laughs> yeah 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 and also getting if you're putting yourself out there as all the three of us are doing, and then you get this, that one dislike or that like the negative comment that comes from me, for me, at least that's the one that I'm, I'm has, uh, what is this? That's the comment that I'm remembering. 
Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's the one that I'm putting focus to. There's like 10 positive comments, but then there's the one comment <laughs> that's just pouring out negativity. That's the one that, that, that keeps me awake at night, you know? Yeah. Of oh, course. Also, but I guess that's, it's a human behavior. Absolutely. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, sorry. There's this really great book that I read that, because I'm an, I'll, I'll admit this. I do have a soft ego. I'm an emotional person. I love connecting with people in that way. So when you get something negative, it almost burns twice as bad, you know? Sure. But, mm. but there's a book um, called the four agreements. Oh yeah. Um, by Don Miguel Ruiz. I know it's, it's another like kind of pop uh, self-help literature kind of thing, but there's some great, you know, essentially if you read just the four agreements that he lists out, they're awesome. And one of them is never take mm. anything personally because mm typically somebody's reaction to your thing it's more of a reflection of who they are and where they're at at that point in yeah. time than it is of you actually you know what i mean mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. what you did awakened something or triggered something in them and that's kind of the thing that's helped me that's helped me move beyond focusing on those things you know what i mean because yeah. i used to really take that personally and and i think if you can realize that they might be struggling and they just had to express themselves that way, then it's much easier to focus on the the positive comments. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. And talking about video content, you guys both have some some beautiful instruments. So I'd like to talk a little bit about gear here real quick. Yeah. Um, so let's um, let's start. Hayes, um, I know you built that uh, Telecaster you were saying. Now, that's got the fanned mm -hmm. frets, right? Yeah, it's a fan fret or a multi-scale, some people call it, because essentially when you when you angle the frets like that, you're giving each string its own scale length, you know? Um, so yeah, that's, that's definitely my main axe for the electric stuff. Um, pickups by a guy named Bill Arnsparger. He lives down in Virginia now, really great um, kind of, I don't know what you would call him, pickup winder. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, man, I, uh, that's that's definitely my instrument, uh, main instrument of choice. And then I play a, a A-style Isabel mandolin from a builder named Wes Archer out of Ohio. But I have, uh, man, I think it's like less than a month now. I'm going to have my new Red Diamond A5 in hand. So, whoa, um, <laughs> that's coming up soon, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh man, do that. Those Red Diamonds. Uh, yeah. Alan Bybee's got one, and um, yep. You know, when you see, uh, he's also got a lore. And when, you know, you see the red diamond being played while you're sitting around talking, that says a lot. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Well, I tell you what, Don McCrosty, you know, not to marginalize any builders out there because there's a million great ones, but I'll sing Don's praises. He has studied the that like a, a science. You know what I mean? Like he's had, he's had Grisman's lore, Reichman's lore, uh, Ricky Skaggs. Like he's studied like, over a dozen of these things and mm. it it you can tell when you when you play one of his instruments that magic is in there somewhere that's amazing and magnus how about you what's your what's your main axe i would say my main one is uh, it's a phoenix mandolin but i yeah I, I bought it when i i i went to the mandolin symposium back in 2005 oh cool i had a it was it was an amazing experience, and during that trip, I also had planned to get myself a nice American bluegrass mandolin. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I went to this in uh, Palo Alto, a couple of yeah hours south of um, San Francisco. There's this um, very very well equipped mandolin and guitar store called Griffin Stringed Instruments. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I I went there and I I I had my budget sort of, and I was expecting to find this F style mandolin with a scroll and everything. And I and they had a like a number of instruments that I had a chance to sit there and try for hours. But there was something with this Phoenix mandolin that I, I found it so, it felt so good in my hands. And I didn't, first, I didn't like this two point. I mean, I was going for the, with a scroll and everything, but then I, ah, uh, I, and there was also options to go for that style, but I stayed with this Phoenix and I've never regretted it since then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very yeah. Happy it, with it. it sounds amazing. 
you know, I mean, and again, it's you sound, play it amazingly, yeah. but it is a beautiful sounding instrument, you know? Yeah. Thanks. And, and I mean, I, I mean, I also had opportunities to try mandolins costing two times, three times, four times more than this one, but still, I think there is, uh, it's, yeah, it suits me very well. So I, um, uh, yeah, I stayed with it is it is um how tough is it to get like strings and different things for you is it is it a pretty easy process to get strings i mean I, obviously mandolins are a little bit tougher because of price points and where yeah. the builders are but what about like the other like accessories and different things like that uh well i i order all my strings from the states and oh, okay. right now i'm doing I, i'm playing with straight up strings uh, oh yeah so, uh, yeah, no. I, I, there's no endorsement or anything like that. Sure, but no, I just but that's happened. A, a, I just love them. That's an even better endorsement for him. Yeah, yeah you buy them. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah that's and yeah, now you have a the, you have a signature pick through Hence as well. Yeah, I do have. So this uh, there's the German pick maker called uh, Hens, and they're very good picks, I must say. Yeah, t- I tried to order um, one of your one. I think they're on back order, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think David Benedict I, did a uh, uh, darn David Benedict did a super popular mm. video and you, nobody could get these picks. Mm. <laughs> mm. That's great. Yeah, uh, well, I love uh, David. I've I'm got so, two of them, so maybe I can hook you up with one. Oh, holler, buddy. Yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. I, can get you some, I can send you some clown barf ones if you need them. Those are the other ones yeah. that also went on back order. <laughs> I got those now. <laughs> no, but. But I tell you, I think there's also the Hense people have problem delivering packages to the States because they are in, by some reason during the time of COVID, they can't sell or send like single packages sort of. Oh, wow. For, uh, no, so, so, the, so at, we had like, he delivered uh, picks to my community, but then we have to kind of put like 70 picks into one package, send them to the States and someone there send them out sort of. So, oh, so gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. So he, Martin, he is a amazing guy. And, but of course he's not happy with the situation for his, I delivery. can't imagine. <laughs> I mean, no. you know, that's no. uh that'd be a nightmare for mm. a manufacturer of any sort. Yeah. You know, to yeah. have to yeah. <laughs> distribute it that way. Yeah, essentially yeah. wholesale it only. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Mm-hmm. How about strings for you, Hayes? Uh, I'm actually a, a a GHS artist. Me too, um, buddy. So I, yeah, exactly. So I was going to say that that Michigan connection right there, right? Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> thanks to the boys in Battle Creek for all the things that they do. Um, but yeah, I, I use uh, um, a couple different sets of theirs kind of depending on the instrument, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, but, uh, I, I fell in love with their coded strings for guitar. Um, but then I started using their Americana series, uh, strings for my mandolin and stuff. And I've been really happy with, with that. Um, yeah, the Americana series on mandolin is really good. And then the infinity bronze is what I use on, on acoustic guitar. But, um, I was, I was using like, I've experimented a lot with D'Addario's and straight up strings and stuff like that. Um, but uh, straight up and, and GHS, those are two pretty solid brands in my opinion. Yeah. Super consistent. Both yeah. of them. Yeah. Yeah. May I also just quickly mention that I have a flat top mandolin that I'm also using a oh, lot. So they are, they are a bit different, but uh, so I'm also, I also like that sound. I guess it's a little bit also like, European uh, flavor to it, sort of. Yeah. Do you use the same kind of strings on that that you use on your Phoenix Magnus? Actually, no, actually, actually not. I'm using like uh, lighter strings on the flat top, and I'm. It's it's like I'm using the Tomastic strings for it. Yeah. Oh wow. What um mm-hmm. what brand is the flat top mandolin? It's by a Swedish builder called Mats Nordvall, uh, and so Nordvall Instruments is the is the builder. And he, he, he I, I mean, I guess he hasn't made more than a 
you can probably count the mandolins he made on one hand. So <laughs> he, 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 he's mostly doing guitars, Southern Irish bazookas, sort of. Oh, cool, though. That's awesome. But, mm, mm. And then this, my mandolin, it got a little of an... It has that kind of tone quality. It's very mellow and uh, sweet in a way. Yes, it is. Yeah. Mm. I also want to point out for um, for everybody, the Midwestern Swing album, if I, I can't remember if we talked about that off the top, the Midwestern Swing album that you just put out. single Mando Life is available on all the platforms for Magnus. That was just uh, within like the last week or two. It was last week. Yes, I'm. I'm putting out. Um, it's a, it's in a series of uh, tunes and tracks that I'm putting out this year, and it's basically my own originals that I'm doing a video release and a release on all the streaming platforms, and as well I'm doing tutorials, and uh, so inside my academy. Anyone can learn how to play it, basically. Oh, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, it's a great idea. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, and, it, it's, and it's received very well. I, uh, lo- lots of people in my community are now <laughs> playing around with my music, so that's very satisfying. Yeah, I, I bet. That's amazing. That's awesome. Well, let's get down to the, there's the, uh, if, if, and by the way, if people are listening and they're like, hey, uh, what about, this is a great time for them to sign up for Mandolin Secrets to uh, join this community and, and become part of that, I think, you know, so if there's anything that we didn't get to, especially doing a podcast with two great players at the same time, I'm sure there's, they might have more questions and a great way for them to get a hold of you guys is through Mandolin Secrets and the podcast and, and, and the community, right? Yeah, everyone, we have a free Facebook group. So everyone is welcome to find that. You just, I mean, at Facebook, you just search for Mandolin Secrets and everyone is welcome in there. So that's a good place to connect with us. Perfect. So let's ask the, um, so the, the, the two questions I like to ask on every podcast are if you had 10 minutes a day, this is the first one, if you had 10 minutes a day to tell somebody to work on something or if you yourselves were working on something today, what is something you would work on? Oh, man. That's a good one. You want to start, Hayes? Yeah, I'll definitely start. The This this has just come up in a lot of my like private lessons, and I've noticed it a lot in kind of uh, designing lessons and things like that for Mandolin Secrets. Ear training. Everybody yeah. out there needs to be doing be, needs to be doing more ear training. And I'm talking people like put your mandolin down and <laughs> find your favorite mandolin solo or whatever it is and see if you can sing it. Um, and people are like, I can already see the contorted looks on people's faces as they're listening to this podcast. Like, what does that have to do with anything? <laughs> um, but if there's one thing I've learned in the last few years of study, like 10 years really, if you can sing something, you can play something. Because if you, if you can sing it, that means you've internalized it. Like we were talking about with those simple tunes earlier. And a simpler tune is easier to internalize than a more complex one. But in order to get better at immediately finding those notes, you have to connect your ears to your hands. And the voice is a great way to do that. So if you have 10 minutes today, sing a fiddle tune for 10 minutes and see if you can play it on your mandolin afterwards. I bet it'll be really easy. 
That's a great tip, um, man. Yeah. Magnus, how about Very you, buddy? Nice tip. Well, I, I get uh, something also that I try to pass on to the students that I, I basically for all my practice session, and I would say 10 minutes, I can get quite a lot done in 10 minutes. <laughs> so, so, and I also, one thing that I, I always point out that doing like, if you get a routine of 10 minutes a day, that's worth um, way, 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 way more than playing like two hours every second week or so in, t- in, in, in the terms of progress making. I agree. So, so, yeah. But two things that I always try to include in my little practice sessions is this thing that I called like craft training. Craft training, that can be like working on your scales, your arpeggios, working on your tremolo, the double stop, or forming uh, 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 three-string chords, something like that, that. That is kind of things that we apply into all our songs, basically, and all our tunes. So I, I always dedicate a little bit of uh, time to craft training. And then I also try to every time include repertoire. For like the, that list that you have, for example, if you have a list of your fiddle tunes, try make sure you, you're at least playing one of them at every little 10 minute uh, s- spot that you can find. Um, so th- th- that would be my like main approach to it. It's something I'm doing myself and something I also try to pass on to the students. Because if we're, if, we're, if we're only working on the tunes, missing out on the craft training, that will, it's a slow process of learning to, to play an instrument only working on tunes, I would say. And if we're only working on the craft training, we might never get to the point where we're actually making music and playing tunes. So, but using both of them is a very good combination. That's another thing that came up in one of the episodes. I wish I can't remember who it was, but it's like if you don't have tunes, if you're not working on tunes and you're just like, oh, I've got this uh, A minor pentatonic scale down. Somebody says play something. Mm. Well, A minor pentatonic scale is not going to be fun for a, a listener to listen to. <laughs> you know, but if you have a tune, so true. <laughs> you've got yeah, like a song so to play. <laughs> yeah. And then the uh, final question I have is your favorite beers. Yeah. Favorite beer. Yeah. <laughs> so how about you, Magnus? <laughs> First of all, one thing that I want to point out that I'm actually in the, um, I'm not in the beer belt. With, with the, that's how we're, at least here in Europe, you know, in South Europe, Spain, Italy, France, it's the wine district, right? Oh, right. Getting a little bit further up, we're in the beer belt. The <laughs> United Kingdom, Britain, Czech Republic, Belgium, in this in like mid-Europe, that's the beer area. I'm in this in the upper part of uh, Europe where I live. This is the what do you call it? like the spirits? Oh yeah. The, yeah the, of course, so here the tradition here in Sweden is like vodka. Uh, well, stronger spirits. It's like in the, you, you think of like Russian drinking culture. That is Sweden. Basically. Yeah. <laughs> so, so there is, there is, we don't have like a strong beer culture here. Mm-hmm. However, I mean, uh, during the last, uh, I would say, 60, 70 years, it has grown. And especially in the last 50 years, you can also find some like uh, good crafts beer and things like that here. But, um, but uh, yeah, yeah, just a little backstory. But for my favorite beer, um, I would, I'm, I'm really enjoying, uh, I mean, Here's the thing. When I'm uh, when I've been to the Czech Republic and Germany, I love their kind of uh, the their lager. They drink the Pilsner. Yeah, yeah. Been to yeah, yeah. Been visiting the uh, Celtic and and the British Isles. I like the ale they are drinking there. Being in Ireland, I like the stout. <laughs> in Belgium, as so, so it's it's a tough pick because I think it's also 
but if I, I'm also fond of uh, the IPA, that's how you put it, right? Mm-hmm. IPA. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. In, in Sweden, we will call it the IPA. IPA. The IPA. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start calling it <laughs> the IPA. <laughs> I I'm going to bring so that much, here. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. So you like beer? That's uh, we've uh, we've determined that in multiple countries. <laughs> you can, yeah, you're yeah. safe. You are safe to travel and uh, find a beer that you like. <laughs> yeah. How about you, Hayes? Oh man, that's uh, I, I'm similar in in the fact that my my beer uh, interests are wide and and broad and all that kind of stuff. I got to say, Magnus though, uh, I, I'm going to butcher the name, but uh, is it Maria Stods? Yes. Yeah, that's I love yeah. that beer so much, man. It's yeah. like a a very easy drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From Sweden, yeah. um, mm-hmm. and it only comes in big bottles, so that's good too. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. um, <laughs> <laughs> easy drinking, so uh, you can drink more. <laughs> exactly, and I gotta say, Dan, that's kind of where I'm at with my beers these days. I've I feel like I singed my taste buds off over the last decade with IPAs and stuff like that. So I'm, <laughs> there is luckily like kind of an American craft lager thing happening right now. So I'm, mm. I'm really into that. And there's a really great local brewery in Columbus, Ohio called Wolf's Ridge um, that mm. makes a, a beautiful lager called the 614 lager. Our area code in the phone is 614. So oh, that's great. Um, that's yeah. what's in my fridge these days. Um, but mm-hmm. I, I will give an honorable mention, one honorable mention to um, St. Bernardist uh, Triple, oh. the, the, the Belgian uh, beer. If, if you folks have never mm-hmm. had a St. Bernardist Triple out there, go buy one and, and drink it. You won't regret it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's a, that's a bit of a stronger one, correct? Yeah, yeah it's don't, like, don't, don't plan on driving I, anywhere. <laughs> after no, having one of these especially <laughs> it's it's in those 750 milliliter bottles too. You yeah, know? so you gotta you yeah gotta watch out. Stay home. <laughs> well, fellas, congratulations on the new podcast. I'm so stoked for you guys to to have that out there Thank and you. for people to hear it. And I really appreciate you both taking the time today to do this. This has been a blast. Um, just talking with you guys. So thank you for doing yeah, this. Yeah, thank you. Thanks you, Daniel. Really yeah, appreciate it for band. having us here. Oh, absolutely. And I look forward to, uh, Hayes, I'm heading up the, uh, the, the, uh, through Columbus to Michigan here in a few weeks. So who knows? I might be able to stop by and, uh, and say, hey, oh, if we seriously, stop buddy. Yeah, for real. We might Let, stop. Let's have way. some tunes in the backyard and I'll have a Wolf's Ridge 614 logger waiting Boy, on it's you. It's tough, <laughs> tough to say no to that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> now, Magnus, it might be a minute before I get to Sweden, but I would love to get over there someday and, uh, yeah, yeah. and play some of music course. with you. So, But in the yeah. meantime, everybody go check out Mandolin Secrets Live and thank you guys very much for being on the podcast. All right. There you go, everybody. Be sure to check out the Mandolin Secrets Live podcast. Thank you so much to Magnus and Hayes for doing the podcast. Thank you to my sponsors. And thank you to you, my listeners. Cheers, everybody. Have a great week.